when you walk in a bank, you don't go, all right, I'm going to jump the counter, maybe. The, <laughs> the screen comes up so quickly, it snap your neck. You've got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And as much as I was like, all right, I'm going to go out and be Jeffrey Morgan today and rob a bank, I didn't pause for a moment and say, who does Jeffrey Morgan really want to be? As much as I don't think that I had an ego, I think I lived up to the reputation. I wish someone had this conversation with me. The realisation was, you know, probably looking back on it now, not con- I wasn't conscious enough, but looking back, I'd say it was probably my mother's death whilst I was in custody. That realisation definitely, I think, you know, looking back on it now, it's probably the first time I've answered it in this way. Welcome back to another episode of The 5-8 Take podcast where we help you improve your mentality, physicality and financial well-being by cutting the bullshit and speaking to real people that have succeeded in their endeavors. If it's your first time here, welcome. If you're returning, I hope you've been well. Before we get started, whichever platform that you're listening to us on, please rate this five stars. If you're on Apple podcast, consider leaving a review. It would mean a lot to us and it will also assist the platform in recommending us to others. On this episode, we have Jeffrey Morgan. Jeffrey was a notorious Australian bank robber. Yes, he robbed banks, mate. He served over 18 years in jail and when he came out, he turned his life completely around and he is now a very successful leadership coach, which proves that you can do it too. Jeff has helped positively change the lives of more than 600,000 Australian as well as countless organizations through his coaching programs, workshops and events. He uses everything he has from his lived experiences and street smarts to his qualifications as a nutritionist, coach and consultant to inspire, motivate and educate others to live their best life. If you're part of the mailing list, go and check your emails. You would have received a free 12-month business leadership roadmap PDF, a cut the bullshit 12-month roadmap with an action plan. And on top of that, you would have gotten the weekly planner absolutely free. And that's thanks to Jeffrey and his team. If you haven't gotten that, then go over to the 5atake.locals.com, sign up to be a member. It's absolutely free. You will join the mailing list and get all of our communications. And this episode is brought to you by our brothers at loanoptions.ai. Go to loanoptions.ai slash 58. Sometimes people lack the risk-taking ability to succeed in life. If you have an idea for a business, pull the fucking trigger. Go to loanoptions.ai slash 58 and get yourself a business loan. If you are not sure of what you can get because of your current financial circumstances, go to loanoptions.ai slash 58 type in what you're looking to get, their AI tool will generate you all of the options that you have. Do not be scared of having clarity of your possibilities. That's the minimum for you to succeed. Go to loanoptions.ai slash 58 today. This episode is also sponsored by SteadyFreddy.com.au. Here, we build champions. We are not about coming second. However, there is one circumstance where coming second really means coming first for a man. And yes, it's a bedroom. As men, we consume way too much BPA plastics in our diet. Studies have shown 
that Australian men are actually consuming a credit card a week worth of microplastics that are destroying our sperm health and the ability to even keep going in the bedroom. This is why we have partnered with SteadyFreddy.com.au. Steady Freddy have two key products, one being the delay spray, and it's in the name. You spray it and it delays you from coming early. Quite a popular product. The other product that they have is the Ball Boost. I love the name. This is a must. The Ball Boost is a male supplement that helps maintain your healthy fertility function by supporting your sperm health and its production. If you're having troubles with real sperm development or if you just want to improve your stamina in the bedroom, then go to steadyfreddy.com.au. And because you're a listener of the show, I asked the guys at Steady Freddy for a good, decent discount for you guys. So type in the promo 58FIVE, the number 8, and you won't get 5%, 10%, 15%. You will get 20% off your purchase. And that's not just your first time purchase, it's recurring purchase. They didn't fuck around with a one-time hitter. This promo code will last just like the product. You see what I did there? Go to steadyfreddy.com.au. Use the promo code 58. Treat yourself. Let's get into the episode. What do you think of smacking discipline? Because um, I did read, I did read yeah. that you, you've you've blown up a mainstream. They've written some really nice stuff about you. They even <laughs> called you Mister Morgan and everything. <laughs> They've done a lot of a lot of pieces. I wish they were so nice about me. <laughs> Mine are just slanders pieces that they do on me. But you had Mister Morgan. It, like I, it I was like a really it. nice piece, actually. I think you know. In the end, it's. Um if I can show people, and this is what's very important for everybody, mm. we judge, we're quick to judge because of the, how we're built from that family dynamic. The values yeah. are passed on to the next person. The young kid doesn't understand it. They just say, here's what mum and dad have taught me or whoever it is that's caring for you. Mm. And now you've stepped into a conversation of how you're built and if it sits outside of that, you'll sling judgment, you'll you know, have a conversation that isn't – equating to the other conversation on the other side and then you get slandered and I'll give you the greatest one on this domestic violence Mm. it's easy to say oh Jeff's done that if I was the person right I'm the Mm -hmm. perpetrator ah woman basher and all of the above Mm -hmm. and you know people got to understand there's no justification there's no um, I'm not saying that it's right to do it but you got to understand this if we don't say to hey we're Jeff's friends what happened there? Why is he built to respond that way? Mm. How can we reframe that so at the next opportunity Jeff acts better? Mm. Um, and that's what I've done to myself and I do with everybody else, not just on a um, how you built level. Or, yeah, you could be a corporate, trust me, corporate's in the same positions. And yeah, to be able to do that, I think that's very powerful for anybody because now you can um, – and going back to your original question, mm. you can look at the person and say, where did they get the programming from? You know, mm, a yeah, computer expert yeah. is programming something. Mm. Bang, now Microsoft Word works this specific way, but we want it to work like Excel. It's not going to happen. 
and going back to the domestic violence, the, some people, my father being the greatest example of physical abuse, he, his perception is that I'm disciplining my son so he gets the most out of his life. Mm. I'm thinking, what a prick. Mm. But he's thinking, I love my son and I don't want him to be like those other kids who have gone down a path of destruction. They're getting themselves in trouble or whatever it is. And in between that is a disconnect between him and I that gets me to run away from home. So it's society's so built on judgment that we've got to sit back for a moment and say, how can we help this whole scenario? And I look back on it, the discipline he instilled in me in 12 years before I ran away still sits with me today. Mm. So, uh, you know, was it a, it was a bad thing on one level yeah. where I felt, but um, in a sense where the discipline side of things. So then I say, how can I replicate the discipline without getting that aggressive or something yeah. and maybe it's the fact you could get you know we're in a, a jiu-jitsu place maybe it's the discipline of bringing a kid here yeah. at five years of age and getting into it and that'll roll off into their life forever yeah three weeks in he was on the mat yeah I, like, I, put, I put his I put his foot on the mat I, I got pictures of him but he's he's good. gonna he's, he's gonna grow up it's an interesting thought he's gonna grow up and not know life without jiu-jitsu but I'm trying to figure out a way to not push it upon him so hard that he rejects it. Because, mm. uh, for example, like he, the discipline that he still did with you, it seems like initially you rejected him and the entire situation. But now you're looking back at it, you're like, like I've taken some lessons for it and I understand what he meant at Absolutely. the time. So at this stage, I'm like, all right, how do I get him into jiu-jitsu? And because I know there's a lot of great discipline from martial arts itself mm. and get him to enjoy it at the point and understand what I'm saying from the start. Mm. And that's that's the tough part as um, as a parent, you know. You said uh, some great stuff, lessons in that, in amongst that, like all the yeah. lessons that you can teach and how can you get someone to see the benefit and value of any conversation is what we got good at. And that's what, if you can do that in, a singular, so you're sitting down with another individual, whether it's even in dating, right, mm. versus a business conversation in front of a whole presentation as an example or conference, what's the benefit and value of the conversation? Otherwise, you don't yeah. speak someone's language, I switch off. A hundred percent. And it happens so much in our society. You go into a conference and they say, speak for an hour. You've got to engage that audience for an hour. You better bring some real power bites and bring stuff that is new, innovative, uh, allows them to learn their own lessons to take back to their environments to enhance them, whether it's business, whether it's individually, and then you're starting to think outside the box and who says that your way isn't the right way. If you practice that, just like this, when this first came out, you'll see, I was like, who the heck are these people rolling around (laughs) on the ground, right? I'm like, they're going to get knocked out. They're going to, mate, they end up winning. And it's because what you don't know Mm. What you can, you'll never be what you can't see. I always say that, yeah. right? And that opened our eyes and went, whoa, mm. let's all learn it now if you want to go through the UFC in that process. Or do you want it even for self-defense? And I think even for a female to be strong, it's very hard to be strong in a position where males are just dominant in the strength sense. Yeah. So how could you use something like this yeah. to put you in a spot where you could do something to protect yourself at the highest level? Yeah. Pop a shoulder out, do something – why not? Like if someone's attacking you, I'd highly recommend it. 100%. For a female to do it, come That's and fantastic. And I'd say come and do something yeah. of this nature, and then 
So, they, you know, people say don't promote violence. Well, in the sense of protecting yourself at the highest level, if you're going to have something happen to you as an individual, you should be able to protect yourself at some point in time and, and understanding. So everything's about seeking to understand, benefit and value of the conversation. Yeah. And I say if as a female, if I could help you protect yourself on a dark night, if someone attacked you, would that, would that be of interest to you? Years are going to prick up. How do I do that? jump on the floor here, let's go through it and start to build that individual into the strongest version of themselves at that point in time around a component of their life. Because here's the thing, so many people are so strong at elements of their life, but they don't look at a holistic approach. And a holistic approach, I relate to a car. You can have the shiniest Lamborghini sitting outside, but if I start to undo the nuts and bolts, it all falls apart. Mm. So the nuts and bolts are the components of your life. You look at quality of life, your nutrition, training, what you feed yourself. And when I say what you feed yourself, your thoughts, your behaviours, your actions, mm. to build integrity, self-esteem, self-worth, self-care, like the list would go on and on and on. But what we'll focus on at an educational level, I've got a PhD, but I don't practice. Let's say it was nutrition science. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm eating fast foods on a regular basis, telling everybody to be healthy. It's, uh, there's a huge disconnect. And yeah. why? Because the person doesn't have the discipline or accountability on the other side of that PhD to actually get it done. They skim their pay, PhD. Yeah, you've done it. You've got, a, you've got the certificate to say that you've got a PhD in nutrition as an example, but you don't then practice it yourself. You don't train. You don't you know, live in a high quality of life as a person who should be a standard within an industry to help you live the best quality of life then there's a huge disconnect. And this is what happens with so many people. It's something I recognise, you know, I came mm. out, people have spoke great about me, Mr Morgan, mm. but there's so much that was more of, um, you know, in the background I was doing toxic things in my own self mm-hmm. that didn't sit well, sit well with me when I laid my uh, head down on a pillow every night. And that's, you know, that's a conversation that, a lot of people don't want to have with themselves because you've got to face the ugly version of yourself. When I was reading, you, you mentioned that I, I thought about I don't want to die in jail. Uh, and then the switching of your life from that point to going in the trajectory that you're in now. What was that moment of switch in your head that made you think that? I've been asked like this question, right, and I've been thinking about it a bit. And I think it was, you know, I, my mother died when I was in jail first from leukaemia and I had to go to the funeral in handcuffs and stuff of that nature. Then I had, um, you know, a best friend of mine who I was living with at one time. He died, drowned on the beach. We jumped, you know, same thing, quick little story around that. Jumped off the rocks out at, um, uh, I always get this wrong, Taramara? Yeah. Tamarama. Yeah. Tamarama. <laughs> and, um basically, mate, waves go bad, crashes him up against the rocks, he drowns. So just understand life's so precious and short, we've got to step into this space and have this realisation. I wish someone had this conversation with me. I would have done it a lot longer, uh, you know, a lot more. a lot. Many years earlier, I would have stepped into this space and created change if I had this conversation given to myself. And this is for everybody out there. The realisation was, you know, Probably looking back on it now, not con- I wasn't conscious enough, but looking back, I'd say it was probably my mother's death whilst I was in custody, and it made me realise, you know, um, yeah, you could die 
in this place. And then you'd get people, old blokes that have been around for years in jail and, you know, they end up dying in jail. And I'm like, is that what you want to do? And I think that crossover came to its head in Melbourne. I get arrested. We're going to trial for this bank robbery. I get found guilty at the end of that trial. I'd paid a lot of money for the trial. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. could have saved that money and put it elsewhere. And, yeah, in the end, I was coming back to Port Phillip in the truck. And I think all those thoughts, my mother's death, my father's death, my mate's death, um, other people dying in jail, it was very present. Then thinking, why is this all happening to me? I started to flip that of the victim into the solution yeah. mindset and when you know went from well if everyone else can do it why can't you do it yeah and you operate at a high level yeah around this world what's the difference between if i broke it down the qualities are you determined are you committed are you whatever i was all of that and some so all i had to do is choose what industry i went into and that realization definitely i think you know looking back on it now it's probably the first time i've entered it in this way um would be my my mother's death and just realisation because at that point I started to really change mm. and think I want out and I didn't tell anybody. Yeah. But I, was, I was educating myself. I was doing things in jail and um, there was, you know, 10 spots in a course for six months mm. and then you'd ha- if you didn't get in the 10 spots, you'd wait the next – you'd have to hope that you got in at the next bunch yeah, yeah. after that and – you've got to hope that you don't get moved jails in that time as well because they just move you for random reasons. And I I think, you know, for me that was um, that realisation. I just went down this path and for whatever reason, once I made that decision, I didn't move jails. I was very lucky. I stayed in – because if, you know, you start a course three months in, like you wake up at five in the morning, say, pack your bags, and like, what for? Mm. I don't know, you're on the escort. That's it. And then you try and get off the escort, like, because you just settle. It's like, imagine moving, you're living in your current house and someone comes in and goes, pack your bags, end of lease today. And you're like, I've got three months to go on my lease. So, you know, I had six years left on my sentence. Like, we don't care, find another place. And they move you from Lithgow to Goulburn. (laughs) It's just like, so one minute it's colder and now it's even colder, (laughs) even even darker. But... I, that realisation for me in amongst all that darkness, I was starting to, I caught down and I actually, um, I called this process slowing it down to speed it up. Yeah. And what I started to do was like, what do I want out of life? And I started to really, really refine it and, and define it. And it, to do that, I had to go back and say, why do I want to change things? What's been the catalyst? And I think looking at it and thinking about it from these podcasts, um, it, it was my mother's death. And I, you know, I just Were you journaling back then? Yeah, I was journaling every day. Yeah, every single. I was yeah. just. A, I was. I was a writer. I don't know. Like I did graffiti as a kid. Yep. But yeah. it was. I don't know. Just my thoughts. And we all have them. Yeah. Million thoughts. Oh, I'm going to start a business. Oh, look at that tree and the bird in the tree. Oh, what, what's that bag over there now? And it's just. It's how you control those thoughts. And then I started to realise I had so many different thoughts, mm. and what was the core, ca- uh, you know, the core dynamics of those thoughts? Is it business? Is it making money? Is it relationships? And I started breaking it down. What do you want out of relationships? What do you want out of money? What do you want out of life? Mm. You- yeah. And then I started to really be able to, because I had the time to do it. Yeah. Start to define that. Now I compress that time. I teach that to people and say, here's how you can compress ten years of time by doing X, Y, and Z. 
and because I had the 30 years to sit in jail and, and yeah. go through that whole process. So um, 18 years by the end of – 18 plus years, I don't know how many – more than that. That is wild. It's wilder that I don't even know. I'm going to try and find it through the system. But when you're locked up as a kid, you get three months here, you do six yeah, months yeah. there, three months, two months here. For, you just don't, you don't even count. That's not even counted in that 18 years. People get it, get in, in these sticky situations and they get overclouded and they feel like there's, there's no way out of whatever situation, whether it's hanging out with people that are, you know, toxic to their life and they think they support them, but they don't really support them. And they get in these perpetual loops and it, it took you generally sitting down and really assessing yourself and writing down what you wanted out of life. After that moment, the actions, what steps did you take then? The first one, and this, anyone can do this, draw a circle, right? Mm -hmm. Put yourself in the circle. And then it's like, if I press the button on you, all everything that you're built from drops out into that circle. So integrity, do you have it? Yes, no. Um, Good habits, bad habits, all these complexities of how you're built as an individual. And you've got to be the truest version of that when you do this process. And then you look at it and go, fuck, is that me? <laughs> That's what I did. I go, fuck. Everyone would have said, Jeff, you, know, you look at Spanien's podcast, Hood Superstar. You look at other people, Mr. Morgan. But underneath I was damaging a lot of women through my womanizing, cheating mm. on my partner. I lost a partner that I really cared for towards the end, right? Mm. And it was because of the old version of myself. Did I want to lose my partner? No. Mm. I was just building a way that I conducted myself thinking it was totally normal. And we do as society, we think that going through this whole process is normal. Mm-hmm. And let's say you're making 800 bucks or 1800 bucks a week and you think that's normal. That's my wage for the rest of my life. That's the value you put on your life, right? But yeah. what now could you do to level yourself up so you get 18 grand a week? Mm. And people say that's not possible. Well, there's many people that have shown that it is possible. It comes down to the prioritization of time and how bad you want something out of your life. Do you do it for an organization? Do you do it for yourself? Now, even in that process, for me to go through this whole thing, I did a life plan on myself. This life plan is what we use with every single individual that come through the program. How are you built? How are you structured? And then, I, you know, the same circle, draw another circle. We, we've got us three sitting here right now as an example. What are the values of yourself and, and, you know, those in your environment? And then really look at it. Do they respect you? Are they causing you anxiety? Are they causing you stress? Now, assess the person and say, is, if I meet you and I say, hey, Diego, how are you, brother? My name's Jeff. I'm going to bring you anxiety, stress, make you feel like <laughs> shit, uh, and all of the above. We're, we're, it's the first time we meet each other, right? That's real. That's and, real. True. Imagine that. Imagine, that, oh. right? What happens is I put on this uh, exterior mask. I'm going to be yeah. the bank robber today. You're mm. not going to know the true version of me. Yeah. I'm going to give you, oh, yeah, you look sexy, Diego. You're beautiful. <laughs> How? Oh, you're so educated. Oh, mate, love what you do. You go, oh, I'm going to invite that person back on a date, right? Mm. I want to catch up with them again because now you've seen the masked version of Jeffrey Morgan, the mm. beautiful version, and that's what I projected to the world. But underneath, when I laid my pillow, you know, head on that pillow, what version did I sit with by myself? And you can fucking trick the world. 
but you can't trick yourself. Mm. You know that you're bullshitting yourself. Mm. And when you sit down and you actually assess those in your circle, you're sitting there going, fuck, what the fuck? I've invited stress, anxiety, pain, heartache, you know, lack of motivation, whatever it is, into my environment. If you choose that, then you've got to own it because you choose it, not anybody else. And I chose to be a bank robber. I chose to serve that time. And instead of, you know, once I, as I said, slowed it down to speed it up, I looked at it and go, fuck, is this what you want? Like, do you really want this? What What's it all about for you? Is it about the money, mate? What do you want to, do you want to buy a Porsche? Do you, what do you want to do? Like, what are you doing it for? And I started to write it out and go, well, how come Joe Bloggs or Mary Poppins are cracking the same thing you're trying to get to? They're not serving time. And you know what? They're sitting up in a beachside mansion or living, and I'll flip that so other people understand this too, living a grateful life on the other end where they might have millions in their account but they watch the sun come up with their dog every morning and they're not fussed by the Ferrari, they've got a little mini, right? Mm. But they're able to live the life that they truly want based around reading a book every day, yeah. you know, listening to the birds chirping and it's about the feelings, the emotions that they want. But to be able to do that, you have to deep dive on yourself. Not many people want to do that. And to do that, I always get people to unpack their invisible backpack. We all wear one. Mm. And your invisible backpack is I'll take on, oh, yeah, he's going to bring me anxiety and stress. I'll throw that in. You bring me trauma, I'll throw that in. Life's dished out some more trauma, stress, heartache, pain, throw that in. Mm. And that's before we've even started our journey towards our goals, dreams, aspirations. We're here at a base level. Now we're in the basement or 10 floors under the basement. And now we've got to rebuild that whole life. Do you understand? Just to get back to zero, ground zero. And now this is what I've done over time, built so much behind each element of my life that I've got a huge buffer. So if someone was to die in my family, my perception is I better appreciate and live every second of life that I possibly can rather than say, what a shit life, oh, I wish it wasn't me. And life's gonna, we're all going to die. Yeah. And I've had the realisation of it, so let's get the best outcome out of it. And my best outcome when someone dies, did they die too early? What didn't they do? How can I do it better so that I live a better quality of life? And that's me saying I respect what you taught me as an individual mm-hmm. and I want to make sure that I'm, allowed, I'm able to then pass that on to the, my kids and they pass it on to somebody else. And it's something my grandmother taught me. When you share knowledge, your spirit will forever walk this planet through the individual that you shared that with. And if mm. that passes on from generation to generation, I think with social media, you've got the huge potential for that to happen. Mm. Then why not share it to the world? What's some things that you thought would be in that circle that wasn't? Fuck. Um, probably ego. Like as much as I don't think that I had an ego, I think I lived up to the reputation Mm-hmm. And as much as I was like, all right, I'm going to go out and be Jeffrey Morgan today and rob a bank or – I didn't pause for a moment and say, who does Jeffrey Morgan really want to be? Yeah. Because I went from survival, running away at 12 years of age on the streets and that became such a habit and I really recognise this. By 16, I was so entrenched in survival, I forgot to look at the rest of the world. And this is what the world does now, I've recognised. We get into a workplace and we just go through – this constant cycle until we die and mm. go, shit, you know, you get to 70 and you're sitting around the campfire with us three now. It's late at night, campfire's going, and I say, tell me about your life. And you're like, oh, I went to work, I woke up, cooked some dinner, watched some Netflix or whatever it is, right? 
and, and don't get me wrong, if someone is lit up and it lights up your mind, body and soul every day to do that, by all means, beautiful. But here's the question, because people go, yeah, I'm sweet, I'm in a place. But I say to people, if I was to give you X amount of dollars and you were to be able to do unlimited time, resources and money, what would you do, where would you go and who would you do it with? Let's do it with Jay right now. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Where would you go? All right, so if if – Jeffrey was to give you unlimited amounts of money. Yeah. What would you do? Time, resources. Where would you go? Who would you do it with? And what would you do? I think that's a good, that's a great situation to put yourself in because most people don't really think too much about it. Uh, and that that's the that's the first process, right? Because mm. people we don't we go same thing. We go through the motions just like I did as a twelve year old kid. And, and just so everyone knows, I'm not justifying crime, domestic violence, or anything I've yeah, spoken no, about. Yeah. But we're giving you context to this conversation. We don't think about things. We go through school, then you're into uni, you get a casual job to pay your uni fees or survive. Now you want to move out from your parents because you want to, I don't know, maybe go on a party scene or go through the younger childhood, which I didn't go through, so I don't really understand, but I've seen and understood how it sort of functions. And then we get into the workplace. And that just rolls through from age whatever, 20 through to the time we die, and we don't pause for a moment, slow it down to speed up, and I say, what do you really want out of Jay? Jay goes, oh, I'd actually travel the world continuously, right? He's shaking his head saying, yeah, yeah, sweet. It might be that. Someone else might want to stay here, have 10 different supercars. Yeah. Next person might just say, now I know I've got all that money. I want to walk, wake up, walk down the beach, have a coffee, go and see my kids, bring them in, create a business for them. So my next question on the back end of that, why hasn't that happened for yourself? And as Jay said, we just don't get conscious of it. So we're mm-hmm. like, uh, we don't have, ask anybody now, I don't have time for that, right? Yeah. About yeah. something that's pretty, say it's your health. You Everyone don't make time for that. your health. Yeah. You don't take make time for your wellness, you make time for your illness, period, right? Mm. So if we pause for a moment and say, wait a second, if they can't even do that for their wellness, how are they ever going to step into that conversation? Impossible. Because, then, like, your wellness is going to put you in hospital. Heart disease, diabetes, cancer. Hey, my name's Jeff. I'm going to bring you heart disease, diabetes, cancer. Want to hang out? You're like, hell no. Or you can choose a better quality of life and minimise by X amount, this percentage, that percentage around each of those things that could come into your life. You're going to choose this side straight away, right? But people just go, I don't have time for it. And they'll make the time, my mother made time for every single chemo session she needed to get to. She wasn't the most... Um, punctual. Punctual. I was, oh God, <laughs> she wasn't the most punctual person, but I can guarantee she made every single chemo uh, appointment yeah. and she made it early. And this is the thing. Why is that so important to us when it's going to save our life? What if prevention – well, prevention is better than cure, but what could you do, prevention better than cure, around life? And what Jay just said, what life would you do and where would you go? Who would you spend it with? And, you know, having time, maybe you thought about that. Is there something that would come up for yourself as an example? Planning is a destruction of procrastination and time, yeah. Mm. 100%. And emptiness is a lack of clarity. Mm. And this is what happens. People get empty and they get so empty within themselves, they forget to live life. And I'm, I'm not saying you need X, Y, or Z in your life to be living life, 
but you've, if you're not defining it for yourself, you're just accepting the program that's been put out to yourself and that becomes your life. And, and the same principle, people go, what do you mean by that? What I mean is that if you truly want to travel the world every single day, there's people that go out you know, and leave countries with you know, a couple of thousands of dollars and they just make things work at the other end. I'll get a job, I'll see people, I'll couch surf. And then they start to get creative. They build an online business. Now, e-commerce has done well for them. And instead of having, you know, they were getting paid, let's say, $1,000 a week, 800 500 all of a sudden they're getting paid that per day mm-hmm. because they got desperate enough, just like the treatment side of things, that they went in and they started to do the groundwork instead of sitting around talking about, you know, the birds and bees of everyday life with other people. Now they've created a business around their passion. He's told me he's passionate about basketball. Go out and create a brand around your socks, just socks, mate. Yeah. I bought socks that said I don't give a fuck on the socks the other day. As soon as I saw them, I was like, I'm buying them. <laughs> Do that in basketball, I'll dunk on your ass. Or yeah. You know, like, so, and tell me basketballers won't buy them, right? I'm not a basketball. There's a business idea for anyone in basketball, even Jay. Like, go and put something out there on the shorts that says, I'll dunk on your ass. You ain't coming into my zone or whatever it is, right? Mm. You'll know the basketball talk, but you can even make a, a, a conversation out by yourself. Spaniards got hurus, right? Or yeah. young kids are loving it. Create your own thing around basketball, and all of a sudden, it's not. If people think, "Oh, New South Wales basketball," which is the local area here for those overseas, yeah, um, or the state, I should say. What about if he does that Australia wide? Now, what about if he does that a, a worldwide basketball is a world game, and all of a sudden his socks are like, oh, "Have you seen that socks?" And then you just put them in Spanish, you put them in Chinese, you put them in uh, you know, any country's German, and all of a sudden his socks are selling out everywhere. Mm. And you can buy them online. We ship them out to another thing. You find it and purchase it through something like Printify or something yeah, of that nature. Yeah. Bob's uncle, and yeah, you know, we just don't think on that conscious level because we're so, in such a grind. You'll become me as a 12-year-old kid who thinks survival was the normal way. Yeah. But by 16, I'd started to identify that. And then my mother's death, I would have been probably 26. So about 10 years later, I started to really – I'd moved towards it from 16. I started to read books in jail, journal, um, surround myself with people that would teach me different things. And then I started to think, you know, I'm learning these really high-skilled techniques in the criminal world – to switch off alarms or whatever it was, right? Yeah. What if I could do this and have this same mentality in a business world? What would it even look like? And I had to overcome the fear, and this is why even during our program, overcoming fear doesn't matter whether you're a criminal or not. Overcoming fear is overcoming fear for a human being. So how did I do that? And then I started to go, if I can do it for myself, I could do that for everybody, and here's how to do it. And all of a sudden people stepped out of, you know, self-limiting thoughts, behaviours and beliefs and how they were built as an individual and into their power. Did you have yeah. fear of your past coming out of the oh. 18, eight, like 18 years and coming into the business world yeah, and sure. looking like, oh, I'm not going to be a criminal anymore, I'm going to do the right path? And Absolutely. did you have that that sort of didn't want to discuss about your past or, or, you know, wanted to put it aside and go that path until you were like, well, my experience is value and it, it's shaped me. So I'm going to use this and share it to the world and show how it can be overcome. Absolutely. I had a lot of doubt and I didn't want to tell anybody. I was like, I'd, 
I'll build the respect up by being me. So a trainer, mm. nutritionist, brother commits suicide, 216, sister commits suicide, 218, another brother dies, preventable what? health issue, 219. And in that journey, I'll get out 210 to give everyone context to that. And I've just, I get through this process where first I become a training nutritionist. I do that for about six years, really high level, doing, starting to do talks in the fitness industry, get around schools now. I get a TV show about two years after I come home. And now I'm in this, at this point where I'm starting to get this belief, but I still had a lot, a lot of, and this is talking about that circle before. Yeah. You'd say, talk about Jeff Moore, mate, that bloke will crush anything. Anyone that knew me, you'll go out and crush it. But when you don't know something, you're sitting in self-doubt. So going to talk in front of 3,000 people, uh, as an example, you're like, well, you start to doubt yourself, but you've got to go back to what you said. How are you built as an individual? You've read about this so much that I could talk on a cellular level around the human body versus how your mind works, how you, you know, your gut biome would work or something of that nature. And all of a sudden, now we've got a good conversation and how I could high performance anybody's life. What are you doing in this space, that space, these different elements? And then when we did it, and, we, and we're up to nearly 800,000 people over the last four years, we started to see patterns of behaviour. And I was like, well, now I, c- I can tell you, or how could you build yourself around this space? What would you like to see in this space, as mm. I said before? What would you do? Where would you go? Who would you do it with? Because now you're starting to build yourself into the greatest version of you, and people then started to make great money out of it. You find someone that's passionate, Michael Jordan, like the names pop into your head quickly. People then have a perception, I can't be that person, but you can. You can be that person around sewing, put it on YouTube, sew every day. You might put it out now and do a video on sewing and you'll get one view, no subscribers. But you keep doing it and people that like sewing will type in sewing, how to sew in on YouTube, how to do some knots or colours or whatever. I've got no idea about sewing, just so everyone knows. <laughs> but all of a sudden, five years later, I, I you know. You got a, technique, you understand how to do it. Out, yeah. And I, I type in accidentally and sewing and it pops up and it's like three, you know, 300 million views. I'm like, what the? <laughs> on sewing, but the thing is, people. There's people out there that love sewing. A market, yeah. If you become an expert and you dedicate your time, energy, and effort to that circle, mm. so everything's about time, energy, and effort. When you tee off, good way to remember it. The circle is the ball. Bang! You smash that ball. Your Tiger Woods. You drive it down the fairway. You're driving that out into life. Yeah. Time, energy, and effort. So T double E, and then basically, uh, is this space worth my time, energy, and effort? And you go, I met Jay, do I want to do business with him? What's he do? What's he about? Oh, it's not my field. And it doesn't mean that I don't like Jay. It just means that Jay's not my person around my direction of life. A yeah. to B of life, this is it. You're born, you die. Everything else is a C conversation. And I say the C stands for see you later. ABC, and it's easy to remember then. Is it in my ABC intentions of what I want out of life? If it's not, it's a see you later conversation. And it mm. doesn't mean that I don't like Jay or think he's good enough or whatever it may be, mm. or there's a judgment. It just means that I've recognised who I am yeah. and what I want out of life, and he loves doing that, and I like doing this. And it's Tuesday. You're not going to go to a nightclub that plays music you don't like. Mm. If you get a choice, or jump in your car. If you don't go to nightclubs, 
jump in your car and you love R&B music and I say, let's turn on classical, you're like, get out of the car, snap and snap, kick me to the moon. That's because it's the wrong music and mm. it creates an energy vibe in the space to circle again that you don't want to be in. Don't put yourself in these environments just because they're family and friends thinking, ah, oh, well, you know, I'll accept this because they're my family or friends. You can minimise the time with family and friends if they're toxic to yourself and once again, I'm not there to push myself and my version of life on you. At the same time, I recognise it, and that just means I don't need to be in the same space as yourself for long periods of time. We're just not going to connect and have the same conversation, vibe, dance, you know, connect um, in this space, and that's cool. What's the internal dialogue you had going for your first speech, your first public speech on stage? You're about to speak to how many people was it first, and then and then you you know that grew. Mm-hmm. What was your internal dialogue going there? Because I'm guessing, like as a bank robber or yeah. also as a criminal, you're trying to hide. You're not really trying that's to right. be in front of things. So that that would have been a switch. What was the internal dialogue there? There's a lot around that. You think and this is what we think as society i realized it wasn't just me there and this is a great tool like mel robbins gave a great tool to people it was five four three two one bang say yes to yourself and by that point you don't have time to talk the doubt into yourself and step into a place Mm. for me I, i did that organically when i first heard that i was like that's what i've always done to myself when you walk in a bank, you don't go, all right, I'm going to jump the counter. Maybe <laughs> the screen comes up so quickly to snap your neck, right? <laughs> so you, you go, I'm got walking in and it's going to happen. And I think, so organically I was doing it, but then I became conscious of it. I said, that's an action that requires a very, I'm thinking about what my outcomes were. I want to take the money from inside the bank. As you go through that process, you've got to go, I've got to act at its highest level as quickly as I possibly can. Otherwise, I can get damaged and hurt to the point where I die in this. Mm. Not only when I go across, but when I come out of the bank, are the police going to be waiting for me? Our last bank robbery, they watched us rob the actual bank and we actually got away from the police at that point in time despite them being out the front of the bank. Let that sink in, right? So the the level of operation for us, I, I broke that down and said, if you can do that, then you can fucking do anything, Right. But going to this first talk, I think it was at the fitness industry in Parramatta and a good mate of mine who owns one playground, Justin Ashley, had invited me down, come down, I want you to speak at this thing with me, come with me. And we both sort of worked in tandem, champion human, high, yeah, very high-end operator. And you look at their gyms, they're beautiful gyms, best wellness space I've ever seen anywhere, right? And it's in Marrickville in Sydney, which – well, people overseas that don't know, it's not a rich suburb, but the, the fit-out's like a place from Beverly Hills, mm. right? And I went there the other day. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, and I'm not saying that because it's his gym. I'm just saying look it up online. you understand the difference. It brought about a feeling and emotion and taught me some huge values. But we go and do this talk and same thing. You're like, fuck, am I worthy? Am I, yeah. But mm. then I broke it down to what am I going to talk about? talking about becoming a PT, how to operate. And at that point in time, I was booked out from 5 in the morning till 9 p.m. Monday to Friday, 8 to 12 on Saturday. No spots, waiting lists, and what I started to do was increase my prices. And I remember PTs going, you're crazy, you're not going to get that, mate. And I just kept increasing my prices. Once I increased it, booked it out at that price, increased it again, kept the wait list. Uh, Like people were just saying, I'll train with you when I can get in. 
And I went, well, there's the urgency for people to be with me. I'll increase my price. And it just kept going up and up and up. So when I went and spoke, I felt I was um, strong, knowledgeable, educated, um, lived, lived experience uh, to be able to give the conversation easy. But to be honest, man, I had crackling in my voice. I was, man, sweaty palms. <laughs> um, these days I can go out and just, you know, it's, and this is for everybody. You're all We all have the first process when we step into an unknown environment, even the fan, you know, you're, you say, hey, Dario, come to my party and we're friends. We've been friends for a while. Come to this party. You still go there and you go, Fire, who's going to be here? Maybe I yeah. hope I know somebody or something. Yeah. If Jeff said, I'm going to sort of be around him, you yeah, know, yeah. like that's, and we all do that, right? So the same principle, you've got to get comfortable being uncomfortable and that's where you step into a space and you go, I'm the only one here maybe. It's cool. And maybe Diego's invited me to his Brazilian party and I get there and, you know, he's with all his Brazilian friends. What conversations can you have with these people? And people shift the conversations of convenience or shift into conversations of, hey, Jay, you play basketball, brother. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I used to play. Like, but we're talking about something maybe that is only just filling time rather than saying, mm-hmm. what could we, you and I do together? Mm-hmm. And it could be anything, travelling. Oh, you're going there. I'd love to do that. Oh, wow, let's go together, right, or something of that nature. And when I say the basketball side of things, if that's not your conversation and I say, oh, I used to play basketball as a kid just to kill the time, mm. it's just a conversation of convenience. I'd rather have one conversation of courage where you step into a space and say, what do you do? And how does it align to yourself? And that becomes more intentful rather than just killing time. If I'm going to kill time, I'd rather lay on a beach and get a suntan or maybe I'd rather go and walk my dog, be with my partner. Yeah. What you want to actually be doing rather than say, I'm going to come to that party. If you're going to come to that party, it's Diego's party or I'd hear, happy birthday, brother, here's a present for you. So look, and you might stick around for a bit and then just realise it's not for me. And it doesn't mean that you don't, appreciate Diego or the person that's there you just recognize it's not your space I've only just started learning this and doing this I've, I've always been one to like constantly call people constantly like if I'm at a place I'm, I'm trying to do all these all these things and then at time without any results in the end and and I had to go back and just assess myself and be like who am I giving that time to right who's who's draining this energy and if someone can drain this energy that can be beneficial mutually then that's the place to be and I've just had that internal dialogue not too long ago that's realization awareness because if you don't and you say, I'd love to have more money, right? You say, I'll go to Europe soon for two months. And now we're thinking about adding another two weeks to Portugal uh, nice. as an example, like yeah. the Mrs. Saint and Dubai. So she loved that last time we went. Can we? No problems. And then someone will say, I can't do that, Jeff. And I'm like, well, what makes you think that you can't do that? Mm. Like, on oh, my job, because I have to work from nine to five and in a space. And I'm not saying go and quit your job today. Yeah. But if you've got a business idea, and no, let me rephrase it. You've got something that you're passionate about and you go balls to the wall, which means you're reading about it, listening to it. So even driving over here, I'm listening to a podcast around how the human brain functions. Mm. Because now when I get in a space- Huberman? 
No, I, I, I do listen to Huberman. I highly recommend it. Yeah. But like, I'll listen to these different complexities mm. of life because that's what I'm about. I'm, if I'm going to be a, a coach in the sense, when I say a coach, someone who taps into, and we were talking about this, this same circle: leadership, resilience, mental health, and well-being, um, high performance habits and rituals, your your mindset in general. How can I operate at those five levels, right? And I'm not just talking about when I say mindset. What about your nutrition, life, training, your relationships, um, your business, your financials, all of it, right? Your emotions, your feelings, and I could go on. And I haven't even got to the next component. How many people do that? And I want, mm. to, I want people to be honest with yourself. We know, trust me, I do it with people. I do it with athletes, soldiers, corporates, through to young kids and everybody in between. And what's the common denominator? They're all human beings. And if you're operating at a level that isn't serving your feelings and emotions on a daily basis, you're going to step into a circle that allows toxic behaviours. You don't have any boundaries on that circle. People just walk in, they come in, there, oh, yeah, huh? Uh, I just mm. brought some anxiety for yourself, Jeff. Here it is on a – oh, yeah, thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Jay, come in. Oh, here's some stress for you, Jeff. Yeah, sweet, but you're my family, so I'll accept that. No, don't accept it. Have the boundaries, have the conversations, courageous ones, and that's what I had to do with myself, you know. Like you, you've got to have a deep dive, and here's the crossover on that. When I deep dive on myself, I'd had so many destructive behaviours that I was – like, I can't talk to Jay or yourself about that mm. because I was that. So I'm a hypocrite. Mm. And what I did, I got so good at this. Like you said, you're starting to get good at that sort of yeah. awareness for yourself. I got so good at the awareness of myself. I said, I'm going to draw a line in the sand right here. And what I'm going to do today is I'm going to step across that line and going back to this domestic violence conversation and get the person to see things differently. The individual in that space, they're acting toxic, destructive, all the traits they don't want, no boundaries from other people. Oh, it's just bad. Step across into another space, even if you were the person dishing out the, the destruction and say, from this point, I'm going to learn about how I can operate, act to a point where my belief system changes and I then don't step into that space and have to use violence, say in a domestic violence space, mm. to respond in a situation. How can I do that? Jay says, brother, I don't approve of what you're doing, but you know what? I am your mate and I want to see you do better. I want to see you step across that line. If not me and you are going to cut our friendship, I don't accept what you've done, but you're going to show me by saying, uh, we're going to sit down together and talk about this, right? Because he's a great family man. I respect him. Mm. But he treats his wife or partner with utter respect, opens the door, sits, yeah, pulls a chair out. These different things that have been lost for so long now, where and we're high fiving each other when you know I sleep with a girl. I come to Jay and go, bro, I got that blondie from the thing last night. High five, and he's like, bro, that's not cool. Mm. And all of a sudden, he's drawn drawn a line in the sand for me and said, yeah. Ivy, step over here, or I step out of this circle, and mean you are no longer friends. Mm. And to, you got to do that with yourself. Because you got to say, I don't want to be friends with the old version of me, chapter five. I'm writing out chapter 55 and the villains become the hero in this space and that allows you to start the transition into a better human being. To do that, like you said, if I want to learn about the brain, I, am I going to guess that? Huberman, let's t- type him in. Bang, I'm going to watch this. What's the lessons I'm taking from it? Whether I'm at uni, whether I'm a, yeah, at life, 
whether it's through lived experience and now I'm going to practice it, then I can step into this, you know, cross that line and be better at, at the action of how to cause a better reaction at their space. And if that's domestic violence and we expect a person who's not taught a new way to step, mm. you know, to stay in a space and go, you should be better, don't do that. Mm. The person might have seen their parents and I'm not justifying it nor do I condone it, but they're just going to go into the next one and the next one could be even worse. And the person on the other side might not get through that and that's what I want everybody to understand. Your yeah, neighbour, even if that's that person, sit with them and teach them. And if they continue to practice that and they want to be ignorant, ignorant or arrogant, one of those two, then I'll step out. You know, Jay's my friend. He says, oh, Jeff, I don't can see you later. You're by yourself now. Because he's given me the opportunity and if I respect my mate, mm-hmm. as we should, then I'll listen and I'll learn from it and then I'll move. And if you don't, like I said, I want to be ignorant to his information education, well, I'll go see you later. Mm. Not my space. But how do you know when to do that see you later? That's that's a tough mm. one. Like I had a mate... Steve, he 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 knows. He he watches a lot of my stuff. (laughs) But like, he's one of those guys that, mate. We grew up together. He's one of those guys that's just like party every single fucking day. Mm. Like he wants to do lines. He wants to get high. He's one of those guys that like, if you go to like two a.m. and you want to go like to sleep. He's, he's like, there might be a chick going, Steve, let's go to bed or whatever. He's one of those guys that's like, nah, I got to party with the boys. I got to go all night. And he'll just go, 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 go. But it, it gets to, to a point where he's in this perpetual cycle where he's every single time a weekend is over, he'll call me and be like, brother, I'm never doing that again. Mm. The next weekend comes. Where where can like where can I get like what's everyone doing like he'll try and 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 he's one of those guys that can't be alone either he'll say I really dislike this guy but then if he's got no one to hang out that weekend he'll have that guy at his place and it took me a long long time to be like for for you and me if I cut this off it's going to be better for you mm. and. I know it would be better for me too. And he, he was uh, one of those heartbreak moments because I'd known him for so fucking long. Mm. And I remember exactly on the New Year's Eve, I was like, mate, this is this is awesome. like, this is it. And I, I told him like, if, if we keep going, I, like you said, I said, I set the boundary mm. and at the end, I, he crossed it a lot of times. Mm. I, I gave too many chances, yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? And then in the end, I had to cut it off. But when do you know when is the time to do it? I know I gave too many chances, but when do you know that maybe do you set it here and if that is done, that's the one chance and that's it? This is for everybody and this is what I do personally and each today. And you do, it's just a recommendation. I protect my space as much as possible. I'll have the respectful conversation and then I'll take – after it's done again, then I'll take the action because I've asked you and if you don't respect it, I have to show you that I'm integral to my own word, mm. the integrity that's built into me because if I don't, then you say, oh, I can fucking push that all day, every day and mm. I can run it. A couple of things. Firstly, Stevie, wherever you are, reach out to me anytime. There's something that is underlying amongst that. And Stevie, yeah. if you listen, he'll know that. Yeah. Right? I'm telling you because you're trying to mark something that's happened. Mm. 
period. I don't know Stevie from a bar of soap, but I know through those actions, that's definitely a conversation. And this is the thing about society, not saying that you did, but we might just brush him off as a party goer or stuff him if he wants to get in and have judgment on him, rather than say, why is someone building that specific manner to act that way? Mm. What conversations as a true friend? I love nothing better than if me and Jay are friends and Jay goes, Jeff, that's not cool, brother. And I, yeah. rather than going, oh, yeah, and even though he feels uncomfortable, yeah, yeah, well done, bro, and then walks off going, oh, why does Jeff operate like that in his head? That's making him feel uncomfortable in our friendship, and a friendship isn't about making your person feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You're, you're bringing each other up, high-fiving each other for the right reasons and making one another feel good just by being yourself. Your greatest job ever is to be yourself, and that'll step people into a space that will allow you to operate at your best level and not have to go surface, below surface level. Now fix yourself and now try and create a buffer. And what that means is each time Jay or I you know, damage Jay's um, self-esteem, your self-esteem. now I've bring some girls in at a hotel and he's like, I'm married, bro, what are you doing? Like, oh, they're just going to strip, brother, it's a party, don't worry about it. No one's ever going to know, mm. right? And, but he doesn't feel good about it. He goes home and he's like, you know, I want to tell my wife I feel bad, but I didn't do anything, but Jeff brought it, it was Jeff's fault. I sh- if I know that about my mate, don't dream. That, and I'm single, and going back even further with Stevie, and this is my thing on everybody, and this is, you know, understand people, each to their own, it's a free world, I'm not here to judge anybody. If you want to party, my biggest advice, like, I've got a good friend that parties, but here's the thing, here's a couple, two different scenarios, I've got two friends, I'll give you an example. One, I loves partying, I go, go hard, do everything, you know, and they're smiling up and doing all, you know, the social media side of things, great. But during the week has to borrow money off me. Mm. And I'm like, well, that's, there's a problem there because you can't sustain that. And if not, the second side of things is what my other mate did. So created a business, made huge money, does, you know, travels the world partying and so forth behind DJ booths, all of that. So that's what I'd be fucking doing too. Like if I got mm. it to its highest level – what are you doing in a party scene? If that's what you want to do in your life, going back to that you know, original person, what would you do? Where would you go? Who would you do it with? If you had unlimited time, money, and resources, they've created that. Now they can party all they want. And if they, you know, and they say to me, I say, don't, if you start complaining about the recovery process where you're banked up and you hate it till Wednesday and your nose is all clogged up and all, then you've got a problem. If you if you're enjoying that life and you can go through that and you're partying with Tiesto and I don't know whoever right whoever the DJs are that you're aligned with and that's your life go hard at it man you're on a super yacht in I know in, in the French Riviera or something loving life the music's pumping and then next minute you're in some other country you know Ibiza in a club somewhere go hard right if that's the life you choose because I as I said I'm not here to tell Jay you need to get this to to live a good life your good life is determined by yourselves mm. if you don't even define it you're a to b then you're saying see you later to the life that you truly want and that's when people have this realization shit you know what i haven't even defined what i want out of life mm. taking you back that's where the life plan gives them a framework business type plan thing you know any business we're in a set of factories they've all got a business plan behind themselves right same principle you've done that on your life no one does 
because we don't have time. It's not part of how we grow up doing things. Imagine if you sat there and defined it, and as you said, you bring your child in here at a young age, you give them the opportunity. Do they like it? Don't they not? Mate, you know, some kids want to be active, some don't. Mm. But if you say you should be active, you're going to push someone into a space and they'll become the ego or the control of oneself will go up and now you've got a problem, disconnect, and you, you, know, you see kids, don't do that, don't do that. Mm. The kid will keep doing run around in circles because um, – we're not trying to bring ourselves into their conversation. They want to play. Let's play for a second mm. and then say, come down this way now. And then all of a sudden I'm able to get that kid to buy into what I'm also doing because I spent two seconds running around the table four times. Mm. And now we can walk down the aisle of the shopping center a lot better. It's understanding or seeking to understand the person in that situation and then saying to yourself, even in your current job, people go, no, I love what I do. Fuck, it's the best. And I go, come to Europe for two months. They go, I can't do that, bro. And I'm like, would you like to do it? And they go, yeah, I would. I'd love to do that. I wish I could do you. And I'm like, bro, you can do exactly what I do. And they're like, nah, I, I couldn't. And I'm like, mate, are you, have you defined that? And why do, you, why do you think that? And that's what I'd ask everybody. Why do you think you can't do what I do or around your space? Yeah, and yeah. It could be a chef. It could be anything. It could be basketball player could be whatever you podcasting yeah. do it well grab people and say i'm going to get you know whoever it is uh, mike tyson uh, people you know that are going tom bailey whatever it is that you're going to get these people and how are you going to attract those people to be on your podcast and each year someone says well you got a podcast that people want to hear we'll sponsor you masashi is an example we'll give you x amount of dollars yeah. you do something great Oh, and it happened to me recently. Someone rang me on a Saturday and said, "Hey Jeff, we've seen the um, latest news story on yourself, and we'd love we're an organisation. We'd love to put some money towards it for because it's a great cause." Didn't know him from a bar or so. I still don't even know who that was. It could be it could be <laughs> someone dreaming me up, right? But I, I just had a conversation, and I had the conversation of what my passion was about, what I love to do, what the project was about, and I didn't. I just let it be because I recognise they're coming in. I don't, you know, I'm not here to, I'm here to create change. Yeah. And if it's not about how much money can you, what organisation from me, give me the money. It's just that I've got a passion to change and save people's lives mm-hmm. and people will either recognise it or they, they won't. And if that doesn't, that cord never comes back to me, I'm cool with that as well. And you can surprise yourself, like me. I, I surprise like when I started this, like yeah, we hundred episodes deep, and wow, yeah, Thanks, getting bro. getting deeper. And uh, thank you. And like just on TikTok, uh, I'll stunt. 2.6 million in the last month. What's up? Let's go. Uh, yeah, I'll stunt on him. Let Let's me stunt go. on him for a little bit. <laughs> Let me stunt on him for a little bit. But so, uh, yeah, I surprised myself. And it's just that thing, just if you don't try, right, if you don't set out, then you don't know what you can achieve if you don't take that those first steps. Hey. And I want to I wanna just um, get into some deeper topics, mm. which will be for our locals only. So the 5 Go over there. This will be some exclusive content. So just before we get there, do you have any 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 last little questions that you want to get before we get into some topics that aren't allowed on YouTube and whatnot? Okay. Um, question. I, I do remember vaguely how you were talking about 
who you surround yourself with is plays a huge part in, mm. in where your path will be in life. Absolutely. I've also noticed in my life, and I want you to speak on it, successful, highly successful people. Absolutely. There always comes a time where I think they cut down on a lot of people around them to the point where they get to where they want to get to. Yep. And then once they get there, they they realize that everyone around them is similar. Mm. And that's when they start to build that that group around them again. So they go through a period of cutting everyone off, focusing on whatever they're doing and getting really good at it. And then once they get really, really good, they they start to see like-minded individuals around themselves. Absolutely. It's like a, I relate that to a building and like, and it's no disrespect. I grew up in Everly Street, Redfern, the most notorious street on Australia's history as such. You know, the media at that time Every single day there was something bad on the media and you had mm-hmm. bank robbers from there. Like bank robbers would meet at the top of Everest Street. People won't want to hear this, but this is the reality. And say, what do you want to do today? Me and you meet, Diego, yeah, mm-hmm. let's go and do something. Me and Jay meet, let's go do something. That's like everyone, the meeting point was the top of Redfern. And you'd, criminals from across New South Wales would come down, meet there and go out and do something. That's the reality of it, right? Mm-hmm. So that was... And it's no disrespect to my own community, but that's how we were built. So say that was a, a, a – I thought it was a high level. You're making huge money, but I exchanged that time for money. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and Well, money for time, realistically, the other way. Yeah. So where I got the money, but now I'm serving seven years for the bank robbery the last time I did time, right? Mm. So is it, was it worth it? You got We smashed a vault open. People, you know, as I said, Spanian, hood superstar – that was the perception of it. But you, even that, we smashed open a roll. I can share that because I got charged for it. $250,000 was total, cleaned out the whole bank, nothing in it, and, and that's it, right? Two hundred and fifty grand divided by seven years. How much is it? Do you know what I mean? It's, mm. I could have probably made more than a doll. Mm. True story. So then I started to sit and this is how I was thinking. I was like, well, you know, I'm at a level where my thought process is is – what our perception is of something is totally warped because that's how we've been built for so long. And even in the workplace and space, that's what would happen. We get in a space where we think it's a normal way of life and this is how you do life until someone comes along. And what happens is each level you go through, you grow through. And that means that you're starting to work towards the penthouse. And then when you get – through these different levels, your income or your you know, your salary becomes an income. Mm. And what that means is instead of saying you're on a fixed wage, now you've got expendable money that you can do what you want, when you want, where you want, with the people you want, in the time and space that you want to. So two months from May, I'll go and Sal goes, oh, I'd love to go to Portugal and we should go to, to buy that new hotel all right, we'll add another week on each of those and there's no stress. Are you thinking about networking when you're doing that? 100%. So yeah. I'm already – so we've got workshops all booked through Europe as well mm. as an example and the same principle. How do I connect with the people I'm currently with? And y- your thought process is different, man, because now you're starting to think and, you know, back in the day, what are you doing? What are you up to? Was what we'd say. And you go, you want to go pump something. And mm. we're like, all right, let's go – rob a bank right that was the mentality mm. now it's like what do you do mm. and they go oh what I do is X Y and Z the old elevator pitch with one another even that when I was like elevator pitch what's that 
Mm. And, you know, my elevator pitch was, what are you doing? Good looking. Like, that's, that was my <laughs> elevator pitch, right? And, and that was an outcome for me in the sense. But same thing, it's an outcome, right? Outcome of what you want in that space. And all of a sudden, I'm operating, even if I said, oh, well, I'm going to pick up this girl or this girl. Now I'm spending my time 50-50. Now this girl's causing me stress and I've gone back to, you know, lower ground one. Mm. I've got to work some space into this place and get back, get my back self back to this point. Same thing with injury. You get injured, even athletes, they're out for a period of time. They've got to build themselves back up. Now they've got to get some buffer in that. And now they can get back on a sporting field. So the same principle, as you grow, go through these things and grow through these things, I've learned that people, the conversations, man, like, and the money side of things, people, as I've moved through that, I've seen people talking about, you know, so you're thinking you're going well at thousands of dollars, people talking millions, people talking like billions in organisations, mm-hmm. you're like, what the heck? And how can I provide benefit and value to this conversation mm-hmm. as an individual or organisation or business as yourself? And then if I'm this person that's going to bring leadership, high performance, why am I different to Jay who's doing the same thing? How can I be different? And this is where I feel I win because I'm like – Mate, no matter what you do, I'm going to do 10 times more mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it in a smarter way. I'm not going to work like – doesn't mean I'm just going to work for 24 hours and Jay works for 12. He can work for 12 and outdo me all day, every day by being smarter, working mm. smarter, not harder. And that principle has been what I've been good at. I'll research something, slow it down, fall behind. Jay's still working 24 hours a day. But what I'll do is I'll chat GPT as an example – I'll just yeah. go, how can I then plug that in? He's just done 12 hours worth of writing. I snapped that out in half an hour. Mm. So I just said, chap, GPT, do me a favour, write an essay on, or, yeah, write out something yeah. around. Yeah. And then edit it in. Not that I do that that personally myself, but that would be an example for yeah, people yeah, yeah. to understand where you can compress time and all of a sudden become highly valuable to a space. And that's how, you know, you've got to be comfortable with – you don't have to lose friends. Mm. You just got to recognise that they don't. They want to be on the party. Stevie wants to be on the party scene. If you see him now, doesn't mean you don't say, how, how are you, brother? Well, yeah, how's yeah. life? Oh, I'm still partying. And what, oh, hey, you're a scallywag. And yeah. you, know, you walk off and you go one way or the other way. Does that mean you're better than him or you judge him or you think nah. you? It means nothing, right? It means just you just don't want that. And that means once, and that's for everybody, be aware of what you truly want. Write it out. What is your ideal life? Look at it. Look at your current weekly plan and watch that they don't align and then start to go, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually line those up. And I'm going to start to put these goals, dreams, aspirations, business, relationships. I want the kids. I want to get married. No, I don't. I want to travel the world. I want to start a business. I want to work for something. You define you Mm. and then put that into a mould. And, and when you put that into a mold, be so conscious that you say, you know, I say, hey, I'll, Diego, come with us, brother. I'll shout you. And you say, oh, I can't do that, brother. I've got to go to work and I don't have enough money in my bill. Then there's a disconnect. As much as you like that job, what if you were to create that business at its highest level where you've now got 10, say it was a childcare, right? Mm. You're working in a child. What if you own 10 childcares mm. and you worked on the business, not in the business, and all of a sudden able to travel the world? That's yeah. a different conversation. Why aren't you working towards that? You don't have money, neither did I. 
I was mm. my bank accounts were minus at times, and I just kept going with a belief. Mm. And as you said, two point six million followers—that's a belief. Yeah, you got out what you do around what you do. Just keep doing it, and yeah. I guarantee, it, learn, pivot, divert, um, be agile, start to learn, grow. Uh, create more resources, create more diversity in the content, the resources, the education, information that goes out in your expertise to the world and spaces that you step into, you're about to tee off into, and watch what happens. Mm. Just watch. I guarantee your life will elevate and not isolate. I love that. All right, we're going to go into our uh, exclusive. So thank you so much if you've watched this to this point. And if you want to watch the rest, go on to the 58take.locals.com. We're about to get into finances, some politics, and uh, yeah, we're going to lift a lid on a few things. Oh, I love it. Let's go. Let's go. That's the way. And I I wanted to do this. I'll tell you why before we finish this up. Yeah. This prick there is because this is who they're aligned with, right? So if you can do that and you can get in a space where you prick people's ears, let's go. That's the energy you're going to bring to the space. Learn that lesson and learn the benefit and value of a conversation. Learn how to tap into the inner psyche of the individual sitting on the other side around what you're passionate about. Go and live that every single day and crush life and bring the energy that brings (laughs) other energy to the room. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you, brother. I like it. Everyone that's listening right now, you're part of the database, so you'll get emailed this. Everything will be in the description regarding all the programs, the websites, and the social links as well. So you can start there if you want to expand. You can also contact Jeffrey directly. Jeffrey Morgan, everything in the descriptions. See you guys soon. It's been the 5-8 Take. Peace. Ciao.